our house. We actually live here, <laughs> along with a few other young adults, and uh, have a family of six, uh, four of whom are married, which means two aren't. Amen. And we've got, we're getting grandkids now. We've got seven so far, and they are, uh, they're coming. We like grandkids. So here's the book, The Father's Gift, The Empowering Presence of the Holy Spirit. And I'll just put it right back here. So uh, I think I'll put it over on this side. And uh, if you think you might like to read it. And if we run out, I've got more. I'm getting tangled here. Okay. Let me just ask you a few questions. Somebody was starting a card of something here. How many of you have ever given a prophetic word? Okay. How many haven't, but you've thought about it and you, you kind of think that would be neat? You'd like to. Yeah. How many of you have spoken in tongues before? Okay. And how many haven't? How many would like to? You think that that would be something that you'd like? How many? How many thought? Uh, at one time, it was weird. <laughs> My hands raised. I, I, when I heard about the gifts of the Spirit, and uh, especially tongues and prophecy, I thought, what, what is that? I thought that's not in the center of mainstream Christianity, certainly. It's over here somewhere, and it's for those kind of people. Now, I'm one of those people. So, how many of you have ever prayed for others to experience the gifts of the Spirit? Quite a few. Look at that. Good. How many have prayed for others and seen results that, that you prayed and, and things, things happened? That's good. Wonderful. <clears throat> so I want to, us to look together. Uh, I've got some people who are going to help me get Bibles out. If you don't have a Bible with you, uh, that's okay, because we're going to see that you get one. Like everybody to be able to see a Bible, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, we are going to look at it together. So you can be turning there. I'm going to start, no, I'm going to wait till you get them. 1 Corinthians 14. Did you need light in the back? Would it help you? Why don't you turn? Jake, there's a light near you just around the corner there. That'll. Uh, I don't think the lights are on, are they? Okay, reading. Follow the way of love. I'm just going to read it through and then I'm going to come back and comment on it. Follow the way of love. And eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. 
But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. He who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets so that the church may be edified. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, you are here. You are in us individually. But we say, come, Holy Spirit. Come. We need you. We desire that you would instruct us. And more than instruct us, we ask that you would transform us. We pray that you would give us understanding about the things that we lack understanding on especially tonight about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and especially the gift of tongues and prophecy. Equip us because we want to be in your toolbox. We want to be used by you to help others experiencing the life of Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Would you do that among us? now. We pray in Jesus' name. So a word about the Corinthian community that he's writing to. It says in the first chapter that they lacked in none of the gifts. They had all the gifts, so they were kind of a charismatic bunch. How did they handle that? They were good on the gifts, not so good on the fruit. They were very divisive. They uh, had groups. I'm of Paul. I'm Apollos. They had one group that said, I'm of Christ. So they were really uh, a good group, so they thought. Uh, communion service looked like orgies. And this is a church. They had lots of problems. Paul was writing to them for two reasons. The first reason was because of the division that was in the church. The second reason is because they asked him questions, and he's going to answer them. So if you look back, he starts answering the questions in chapter 7. Look at chapter 7 of 1 Corinthians. It says this, Now, for the matters about which you wrote. So, okay, now he's starting to take up uh, their, uh, their questions. And he talks about celibacy, about single life, and about marriage in chapter 8. I mean, in the rest of chapter 7. Chapter 8, okay. Now, about food sacrificed to idols. So in chapters 8, 9, and 10, he talks about Christian liberty and uh, the question of food offered to idols and how that applies to us. Then look at chapter 12. So what's he going to be talking about now? Now about spiritual gifts. So in chapters 12, 13, and 14, he's talking to us about spiritual gifts. Would you like to know more about spiritual gifts? Well, this would be a good good place to go then. Because Paul is instructing them, instructing us. He says, 
Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. Okay, so he's going to inform us about spiritual gifts in chapter 12, 13, and 14. Look where the love chapter comes. Isn't that interesting? That's a chapter about spiritual gifts. And if you read 1 Corinthians 13 in its context, it makes a lot more sense than if you just pull it out. Now, it's okay to pull it out and read it at the wedding and, and, and study it and understand it. But if you understand it in its context, it has very specific meaning. If I speak in the tongues of men, he's starting by talking about tongues and of angels, but have not love. So what he is saying here is that we fly with two wings. One wing is the fruit of the Spirit, the supernatural character of Jesus Christ. The other wing is the gifts of the Spirit, the supernatural ministry of Jesus Christ. Have you ever heard some say, well, I'm not concerned about the gifts. I really want the fruit. I have. But then there are others who really go crazy about the gifts, and they're really immature, and they don't exercise the fruit of the Spirit, and so they do damage in the body of Christ. Whether you, whether you fly with one wing or the other, you're going to crash. doesn't matter which, which wing you take. So we'd like to fly with both. Amen. Deal? That's, that's how. So he starts out by putting those two together. He says, follow the way of love. What's that? Fruit of the Spirit. And so he's connecting them with us so that we understand we're going after both. Follow the way of love and earnestly desire. You've probably heard it before. That's from the Greek word. What is it? What? Well, it's, it's the word zelao, from which we get the word zealous. So be zealous. So I want to say several things tonight. The first thing is that we fly with two wings. That we don't abandon the fruit when we start talking about the gifts. Because this community abandoned the fruit, and they didn't get along, but they went after the gifts. And so they damaged each other with the gifts of the Spirit. Anybody know that you can sometimes damage people with the gifts of the Spirit? You can give prophetic words. Some people think the gift of prophecy is the gift of criticism. Find out what's wrong with this person and tell them. It's not the gift of criticism. It's a gift to encourage, strengthen, comfort. So follow the way of love and earnestly desire it. Now I'm scratching my head because in chapter 12, Paul said that the gifts are given sovereignly according to his divine designation. Then what difference does it make if I desire them or not? I'll tell you it makes a huge difference. There's a wonderful dance between heaven and earth. And we're in the dance. And God's leading the dance. But sometimes it almost feels like we're leading it. As probably, can, I'm not a good dancer, but you get a good dancer and they can almost make you feel like you're in the dance. And like you're leading the dance because it's so graceful. And God does that with us. And so what difference does it make if he, de- if he designs it, if he designates it, It says, at the same time, earnestly desire. Let me tell you something. Tolerance is not earnestly desiring. And there's a lot of tolerance about spiritual gifts that's not far from disdain or contempt. To tolerate someone, I don't want to be tolerated. 
if God wants me to have the spiritual gifts, then he'll give them to me. Uh-uh. Earnestly desire. Let me ask you a question. You don't have to answer out loud, but answer in your heart. Do I earnestly desire them? Is there proof in my life? Is there proof in my prayers? Is there proof that I really desire the spiritual gifts? I'll tell you, if you looked on my prayer list, you'd see that I've prayed for the gift of prophecy and, and longed for more for 25 years, I suppose. I pray for an awareness of under, understanding of the gift of tongues. It comes often in my conversation with God. I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is usually to pray in tongues for a long block of time. I got that from communitas. When a few years ago, Clint was talking about how we battle against impurity. And he said, I encourage people to pray in tongues for a block of time. You'd think I would have thought about that. But it was a new idea. I'd prayed in tongues, but kind of ra haphazardly, randomly, when I get in the car and when I'm out pulling weeds. But now I thought, I'm going to do that. Because if it is true that he that speaks in a tongue edifies himself, that is, builds himself up, would it make sense that the more I speak in tongues, the more I build myself up? Would you say that would be true? Well, then, if I have any love for myself, am I supposed to? Yes, you are. Love others as you love yourself. So if I love myself, then I want to properly care for myself. And if I can be built up by speaking in tongues, sounds like it would be to my advantage to do it and to do it more and more. So I want to say to you tonight, earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Go after them. Let God know that you're interested, that you want to pray with people for healing, that you want discernment of spirits, that you want the gift of wisdom, that you want the gift of faith, that you want to speak in tongues if you don't speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues is not weird. I used to think it was. It comes, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Fear not, little flock. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That includes gifts of the Spirit. They're good because God knows what is good. I'm a father. I love to give gifts to my kids. I give good gifts. Did I hear an amen from any of my kids here? Okay. God gives good gifts. He doesn't give weird gifts. Satan gets weird. But God loves to give us good things and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. So as I read this, I want you to tell me the difference between tongues and prophecy. Listen up. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit, but everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. So what, what are some of the differences now between prophecy and tongues? Pardon? There you go. Clear distinction. 
And that's why Paul says in this chapter that he wants prophecy in the church more than the gift of tongues. And we'll do that tonight. We'll have that open. After I get done speaking, we're going we're to have times of worship and we'll give opportunity. If, if one of you senses God saying something to you that you think is for us, we have an open mic. Just ask you exercise a certain level of discretion. You don't have to share everything that comes to your mind, but if you really feel that God is giving you something for us, then it'd be appropriate to, to come up during the time of worship in between a song. You're welcome to. Or if you have a testimony, God's done something in your life and you want to share that, we'd like to hear about it. So there will be kind of an open-ended meeting and a time to do that. So he that speaks in a tongue speaks the direction of the tongue is toward heaven, toward God. So that's, that's addressed toward God. It's praying with my spirit. Praying with my spirit. How wonderful that God gives me something that can allow me to pray with my spirit not my mind, and give praise and thanksgiving to God. How cool is that? Cool doesn't quite say what it is, but how wonderful is that? That's a wonderful gift. That's not a, not a, a, a weird gift. That's a, a valuable gift, but no one understands it. So it's not a place that we, we give prominence to here. We give more prominence to a gift like prophecy. Although you'll hear people, as we are singing, sometimes we will sing in the Spirit. Paul says, I will pray with my mind, and I will pray with my spirit. I will sing with my mind, and I will sing with my spirit. Is Karen, Karen here? <clears throat> She began to begin entered into the uh, dynamic life of the spirit through singing, and she'll I'll I'll have her share that when she comes down. Everyone who prophesies speaks to men. Listen now, what it is? This is New Testament prophecy for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Who speaks in a tongue edifies, builds up. He uses the word edify three times in six verses. He uses it five times in the chapter. What does it mean to edify? Build up. So if you're in a congregation where the gifts of the Spirit are in operation and they're done in a, in a mature way, what happens? Everybody's getting built up. Isn't that wonderful? Now, God doesn't shake a finger in you and just say, die, Christian. But that's what happens. As we, as, as we in our heart say, it's not about me tonight. I'm not here. I'm not here for myself. I'm here for you. I'm here for them. I'm here for others. And as we defer, as we long for, for edification to come here, what happens? Everybody gets built up. My, I want to be in that place, don't you? Where people are looking out for one another, where people give a word that will 
encourage other people. Everybody leaves being built up. This is not a one-man show. This is the body of Christ in action, sharing the life of Jesus with one another by the indwelling spirit who, who speaks to us, who nudges us, who gets through to us and says, I have a word for you to give. I was talking to someone uh, before I came down who said she's been getting prophetic dreams and they're coming true. And I said, how encouraging that has to be for you, that you're getting dreams and then they're, they're being fulfilled. God loves to speak in a variety of ways to us. And so just be relaxed tonight because he may want to slip something into your heart and he may ask you to, to share it with us. Just a few more thoughts and then we're going to go back to worship. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Do you know anybody who is just overdosing on encouragement? I mean, they're, they're just, <laughs> hey, come on, hold off. Brother. I, I got too much encouragement. I can't stand this. I need a little depression, frankly. You, you know anybody like that? Well, do you know anybody? You know, could you name a couple that are a little depressed, a little discouraged, a little put down? You know, they get, get, get worked over at work or at school. They come home, and they're just a little disillusioned. You know anybody like that? Yeah, I know a few. So wouldn't that be wonderful if we could be built up through the gift of tongues? Let me tell you, you know what we're going to see? I believe it strongly that people who have gone through clinical depression, I'm encouraging those that I know to speak in tongues often. And those that live here, I'm encouraging them to do that. Because we are starting to see people lifted out of depression through the gift of tongues. Doesn't it make sense that you be built up? Teen Challenge is discovering. There's a, there is a, uh, they're seeing deliverance take place as people are willing to speak in tongues because they're being built up in their spirit. So there are so many advantages, so many gifts in this gift for us to experience. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. Who said that? The Apostle Paul. The most prolific writer of Holy Scripture. The most outstanding of any apostle. That's beyond dispute. And he says, I would like all of you to speak in tongues. Later on, verse 23, he says, I am glad that I speak in tongues more than you all. So we're getting some encouragement here from a man that we have every right to trust and it's written down in the book that tongues is a good thing. And so I would encourage you, if, if, it's, if it's been something a little spooky, I understand because it was to me. Last, yesterday, we had uh, the, the uh, tail end of a family reunion. We had 25 people came up from Iowa uh, relatives of Karen, and they were here, and uh, there were 25 of us, and about 25 of them, and we had a wonderful time together. And then in the evening, a couple hang, uh, hung out for a while, and uh, David was hanging out, and he's a singer. We did some singing together, and then at the end, I said, David, you know, I think the, the Lord wants to fill you with his Holy Spirit. Amen. And... Uh, Somehow we got distracted, and then he said he was heading back to Iowa. 
and I was a little disappointed that I hadn't pressed it further. Well, then about an hour later, he decided to stay. So he stayed overnight. The next morning, this, let me see, would that have been yesterday, yesterday morning? Yeah. So we just started talking. And uh, I said, you know, you're going to face some real challenges with those two roommates, aren't you? And he said, yeah, I probably will. I said, you need a power greater than yourself, don't you? He knows Jesus. He said, yeah, I will. I said, that's not going to be easy. That's going to be tough. I said, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He agreed. I said, let's pray right now for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, what often happens when people are filled with the Holy Spirit, if they want to, they can speak in a language that they've never learned. Would you like that? He said, yeah, I'd really like that. So I said, if you ask for it, it is yours. That's my theology. I could prove it in Scripture, I believe. If you ask for it, it's yours. So I encouraged him to ask for it. I said, I'm just going to start singing. He's really going to, he was going to come tonight, but then they got a leak. I was going to ask him to share it. He may still show up, I don't know. Uh, and so I began to sing. And then he just opened his mouth and began to sing. And it, it was just wonderful. The two of us just singing together. And you know, different people respond in, in different ways. He, he just was overcome with thanksgiving to God. I got an email from his mom today. Said he, when he came home, he was another person. Isn't that wonderful? Just Amen. in a just in a little time of praying together, something happened in his life and he was released. And I love to pray with people who've been prayed for before and nothing happened because I, I believe that something did happen. And it's just for you to understand how to step into that. That's right. To step into that gift. Let me just explain something with you. This book is a divine book. Would you all agree that this is a divine book? It's also a human book. Luke sounds different from Mark in this book. You've got the personalities of the writers. So it's a human book, and it's a divine book. Jesus Christ, he's divine, right? Absolutely 100%, not 50%, 100% divine. Is he human? 50%? He's 100%. The man at the right right hand of the throne is a man. There is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Jesus is divine. Jesus is human. The gifts of the Spirit. It says in 2 Peter that the, that the writers were carried along. They spoke, as, they wrote as they were carried along by the Spirit. Is that divine? Absolutely divine. This is divine. They were divine. The gifts of the Spirit are divine. They're, are they human? Yeah. They say you, you exercise them according to your faith. And so there's a human element in them. So when we pray a little later, you can, you can step into it. You, you play a role. It says in Acts 2.4, And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke. Th- who spoke? They spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You do the speaking. Amen. You don't sit there waiting for something to hit you. You don't close your mouth and say, mm, 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 mm. Mm, mm. 
No, you just you just start speaking or start singing. Only you don't do it in English. So, just one more one more thought here in First Corinthians, and then we're going to pray, and then we are going to have more worship. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. I'm not dealing with prophecy much tonight. He who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets, so that the church may be edified. So <clears throat> there may become a time, not tonight, maybe next year, where, where you will be led to speak in a tongue. The Lord says it's going to be interpreted. So you, you stand up or, or come forward and you speak in a tongue. Now, the time may come when we will have a leadership team that will be regulating how we do this. Tonight, we're simply inviting you to listen to the Lord. And if the Lord directs you, we're, we're going to say, come on up and, and uh, do it. And we'll just see how the Lord leads us. So I know there are questions about this. A little later tonight, I'm going to have a Holy Spirit meeting. And I'm going to talk with any of you that want to talk. We had one last week. We're going to have one this week. We'll go about 15 to 9. So we'll invite you to come up at that time. I know I've raised questions and I've answered some. So we'll try. Uh, the book could help. But also looking at this passage of scripture would help. Prayer would help. And being open to what God has for you Amen. as well. I was a high school senior, and I, I, was, I was cautious. I'd heard these things, and I, I, I was holding off. But then I saw the, the impact of the lives of some of those, those people. And so I knew I wanted it. I asked for it, and God was kind to me. Didn't deserve it. And, and getting it didn't make me more spiritual. It didn't make me more mature, but it opened a door that I've chosen to walk through. So, as best you can, just be in a spirit of openness. Be relaxed here. We're going to pray together. Oh, how wonderful it is to trust in Jesus. Jesus is a good shepherd. And Jesus doesn't taunt you. He, he doesn't overrule. He doesn't control you. But he wants to influence you. He wants to show you how good he is. And we're going to ask. We're going to ask, fill me now. The Bible says to be filled. It's, it's a command. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it means to be continually filled. So we ask. We keep on asking. So Holy Spirit, would you come and would you fill us now? Worship team, you can come up and take your places. Come and fill us. Fill this room. Make your presence known, clear, even dramatic ways. Speak to us tonight as we speak to you, as we worship you. We believe you want to show your presence, make yourself known, even as Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm right there. I'm right there. Jesus, we know you are right here. So we say, Come and fill us. And 
in your goodness, would you release your gifts to us? Show us how kind you are. Show us how compassionate you are. And for those who want the gift of tongues, I just want you to ask in your heart, ask for it right now. Just say, please, I I would like that gift. And if you ask for it, say thank you, because it's yours. That's how good, that's how quick God responds. It's yours. It's just a matter of stepping into it. So I'm going to begin speaking in tongues. And then you will too. And as you do, like, like David did, he started singing and uh, he was just so thankful that God was so quick to answer his prayer. That God does that with you. And we'll maybe start singing in a little bit too. We'll begin by just speaking now. And that means when I, when I speak, the only way I can do it is by opening my mouth. So I just open my mouth and I begin to speak. But I don't speak English. So I just start. So join with me now. Even if it's new for you, step into it. Just begin to speak. Go ahead, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Be confident in Him. Be confident in the Lord. That's it. He's right there. He's right there to give you that gift. He loves to. He loves to pour out his gifts to us. Turn it into a song now. Jorororororapanjoror. 